0: We'll take just a minute this morning if you have your Bibles. Um, Psalm 61, <clears throat> Promises of the Psalms. I want you to read with me, uh, read it, follow along, Psalm 61, 1 through 4. Hear my prayer, hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. The key word here, well, there's really two or three of them, but the theme of it is David or the psalmist, and we believe this is a psalm of David, uh, is like all of us. Uh, we get overwhelmed. Now, this Hebrew word is kind of a cool word. Listen to this definition. Um, it is can be engulfed. Anybody ever been engulfed? Or to become feeble or faint. In other words, things happen that, that take away your, either your strength or your will. To do things, and it causes us to be overwhelmed. It is whenever um, uh, number one it could be anything that can change us we 're going to get into what it could be in a minute, but I want you to notice what happens when we 're overwhelmed now, uh, you know we, we, you 've seen a juggler that 's tossing the balls in the air. <laughs> Well, he's doing good, I and mean, he might do three balls, and then he gets them going. And every somebody pitches another one in there, and he gets four balls. And he, the, But there is a point whenever it's one too many balls, and that is this overwhelmed. And it happens to all of us. It is whenever we're doing, uh, we're going to work, and uh, maybe working a little extra hours, and then uh, uh, we come home, and uh, uh, the kids need us, or the grandkids need us for homework or whatever, Uh, Maybe the boss is asking to stay a little bit later, or somebody's got a ball game, or uh, your wife, your wife, and you're uh, cleaning clothes, and you're washing, and uh, you're trying to help the kids with their homework, and then uh, the car breaks down, or you get a flat tire. It doesn't take much for that extra ball. And sometimes when we're a little younger, uh, we can handle more balls. But as we get more children or more grandchildren or we get more responsibilities, maybe we've gone up, up in the corporate ladder and we have a little more responsibility. It's not just us anymore. We have people working under us and maybe they don't fulfill their duty that they should have done last week and it makes us look bad. So we feel a little bit overwhelmed. What am I going to do? Uh, and so all of us, we can handle a certain number of balls. Now, as we get a little older, we don't want to handle so many balls as we used to, maybe. But the bottom line is, every one of us in retirement, at the beginning in school, college, in high school, the number one suicide rates among high school kids. And you look at it and say, how is that possible? Overwhelmed. Overwhelm can cause you and I to do drastic things. And literally remember, it is engulfed. It's whenever you're completely surrounded and you see no way out. Now that's overwhelmed. How many of you have ever gotten to the point where at one point in your life you were overwhelmed? You just couldn't see your way out. Let me see your hand. Okay. It's about all of us. Okay. What do we do in that time? That's this song. And we're going to look at two other psalms and let them add to the answer. Now, I want to take just a minute. um, We can be overwhelmed, listen to this, uh, by anything. Uh, Pressure is something that overwhelms us. Now, uh, the pressure, uh, I want to just take just a minute to let you know what it can do to us when you get overwhelmed. Uh, Let's say it's not pressure, it's too many duties, too many irons in the fire, whatever. We'll we'll look at that in a minute. But I'm going to tell you what what happens. Number one, we can't think clearly. Um, About three months ago, right around May, uh, somebody came up to me and said, "Uh, Pastor, (laughs) um, are you all right? I said, yeah, why? They said, well you're starting to forget things a little bit here and there. Remember, we told you, and I, I want to just punch them in Christian life. You know what I'm saying? And, and I got to thinking about what am I forgetting, you know? And then I, I remember, well, I forgot this and I forgot that. And, and so I sat down and said, Lord, is something happening to me? And then I realized it was the, the pressure of trying to close the building. And we had $7.9 million in debt and I knew what that meant to us. And the same week, the interest rate went up another point, another quarter point. And I said, Lord, we could be in trouble without your help. And the, the closing just kept getting put off and put off and put off. And, uh, uh, and I was so appreciative of Sarah McCone. She owns a closing company. And I, I put her name down, her company name down. And she personally went to the courthouse to make sure it got closed Uh, and somebody else in her team was trying to do all the paperwork and another lawyer, and they just kept pushing. Uh, i tell you what, it was a blessing to me. But I stood back and I said, what if? Now, I felt completely engulfed. And so I started to forget things. Because my focus, I couldn't get it focused on the things that I needed. It happens to all of us. I said, Lord, am I losing it? And, uh, and then after a while, my wife says, boy, you're, you're remembering much better now. Uh, she mentioned something about my memory. And I look back and I said, wow, it is different. And so you can't think clearly. You can't remember things as much. How many of you have ever walked away and left the water running? Raise your hand. Okay. How many of you do that regularly? Nobody. Now, there are some people that do, but it's when you're a little overwhelmed. You get to doing too many things, and all of a sudden you walk around and say, who left the sink running? Kids? And then Donja, oh, it was me. Overwhelmed. Another thing that happens is uh, it can change your attitude. When we get completely engulfed, overwhelmed, we become not as easy to live with. Our attitude gets a little more snippy. And it's because we, it's not because we don't love somebody, but we just don't have the time we feel like. And we're kind of short with the people that's closest to us. Overwhelmed that way. Um... I just noticed that when people uh, get overwhelmed and I, I see them overwhelmed and, and here at church and I see somebody like that, uh, I, I can just tell by their eyes and by, you know, their, their, their pace. it just they're not their normal selves. Now, some people are normally, you know, quick this and that. But then when you see a normal person that's, that's methodical, being that way, and you see them uh, trying to remember things and trying to do things, you know, they're getting close to overwhelmed. Now, David was overwhelmed by the enemy, Saul. He'd run from Saul for years. Saul had tried to kill him with a spear, and uh, uh, he knew they had sent out men after him, and, and he was the reason 85 priests had been killed. And And David felt terrible because anybody that helped David, Saul would destroy. And and so David said, what can I do? If I ask for help, I get those people killed. If If I don't ask for help, I'm going to get killed. And so primarily his enemy was Saul. And he had only done good to Saul and to his country. He had spared Saul. So it doesn't necessarily mean you and I have done something that's wrong that caused us to be overwhelmed. It can just be that extra ball. And, folks, it can happen any point in time. How many of you remember being in college and felt overwhelmed when a final exam came and you just, you, you just didn't know how you were going to do it? You remember, everybody remember that? Yeah. Overwhelming, it comes that way. It comes all stages of life. And one of the things the Lord wants you and I to do is to learn how to handle it. So if you're juggling all the balls you can and somebody comes in and says, hey, try one more, the old devil says, and we say, no, I can't take another one. We know what our limit is. We learn to handle things. Well, notice another thing. We can feel alone and deserted like no one cares. When you get overwhelmed, it does put you back in sort of an isolation in your mind. Because you you don't, the first thought is, I'll go get somebody to help me. That, that may be what you've done and it didn't work. But most of the time we feel overwhelmed. Uh, we, we sort of isolate ourselves and just try harder. That's what happens to us. We just feel um, isolated. That's what causes people to commit suicide. They're totally engulfed. And, and this, this last, the next thing is, it causes despair in your heart because you see no way out. That's overwhelmed. And you can't let yourself get that way. It can happen to all of us because all of us have our limits. Now, I I want you to notice um, we can uh, temporarily lose our trust in the Lord. That's the worst part. Can anybody think of an example of somebody that lost their trust in the Lord? They were in a boat, and a storm came up. Two weeks ago, we preached about it. Anybody here? Uh, anyway, the storm came up, and do you remember what they said? The disciples said to Jesus. They woke him up. Does anybody remember what he said? Uh, they said, what, Don't, does that not care for us? They lost their faith. Uh, not temporary, But we can sit down and say, the Lord doesn't really care. He always cares. And exactly he knows how many balls we're juggling. He knows. But we forget. Because when we get overwhelmed, when we get engulfed in our cocoon, our home, our little area. I I can remember, uh, I was at a church, my first church. And... uh, the uh, janitor was a neat freak, and it was wonderful. Everything was clean as best it could be. But I can remember uh, he would clean something up, and and we'd all come in after. Say, Don't you walk on that? I just vacuumed that carpet. And whenever the kids would come through, it was like he would just. And he was bald already, so he's pulling his hair out. You know, like you just can't do that. And and so everybody would say, back up, back up, back up, because. If he had prepared something and you had messed it up in, uh, you know, how many of you have noticed these, uh, sometimes the paper towels, you pull them out, they tear. How many of you have noticed that? Well, we're trying to find the right ones. We're trying to find out they go in and and we're just experimenting. And so um, if one of those little pieces on the floor, he'd come in and come unglued because he didn't, he didn't mind picking them up. He just thought everybody was just not doing what they ought to do. For the Lord's house. So if you tear it and something falls on the floor, stop and pick it up. Now well, that makes sense, but try to teach a first grader that, okay? Or a third grader that. Now put twenty of them in there. And then all of a sudden you got paper all over the place. Come in, oh so overwhelmed he him frequently and nobody wanted to be around him. Uh, he had this uh, this attitude that just scared everybody. And he never Picked up a kid and threw him out the window, And he never did anything like that. Uh, he just, just the spirit just scared everybody. That can happen to us when we get overwhelmed. Now, I want you to notice many things can cause us to be overwhelmed. <clears throat> a big coming event. Do you know one of the most stressful times in a person's life is what? Moving. Oh, moving. That's a stressful time. How many of you had a little stress when you moved? I mean, got to get this, got to get that. Uh, You know, I mean, I've only got uh, 12 days left. Uh, We drove by uh, a neighborhood the other day, and one of our neighbors, and we stopped, and they had just moved in. And uh, his wife had a two-week-old baby, and they just moved in. And so uh, the baby and and the wife couldn't help much, and and there was stuff all in the garage, and and he just kind of leaned up on my truck and, you know, kind of, wow. Yeah, it just been a long day overwhelmed. Moving can do it too. Um, something else. Pardon me? A wedding. Oh, man. I, I'm, I, I like weddings, but I don't like the prep for it. I mean, the bride, sometimes I've seen him just in a room crying. Are you okay? Yes, but the cake is not on time. Just they 've always got something that's just stressing them out and and if it's not that the flowers all oh, the flowers I thought they would be i thought that they would be prettier or i thought they they're shade off they don't match the dresses or they i mean stuff you'd never even think of, but the bride does, and you know then you see maybe the bride's uh, family and the other. Uh, the other, uh, uh, the the groom's family and the brides are they're upset because of the meal or because of where it is or because of uh, starting late or you you just never know. And so when I go to a wedding and somebody puts it on a wedding, I go into my office, get on my knees, say, oh, "Lord, I need help. Uh, I'm about ready to be overwhelmed because weddings are just that way." Now look at that. That bothers me. Did you see what it did? It just it, did. You watch it. And you didn't do anything about it. That overwhelms me. I can't believe that. Yeah, that's right. I went, I went in there and got a pair of pliers and bit it. And it was working. I don't know what happened. But I, I, I was, I, what happened was, i tell you this. I, came, I, I put it like this. And I walked down, got my coffee, and came back in. And it was down flat. And I said, I looked around. There's nobody in the room. And so I pulled it back up. And I went to do something in the back. Came back. And it was down again. I, I said, Who is doing this? And then somebody else says, hey, I think the compression is going out of that stand. I said, oh, okay, so I'll go get a pair of pliers. Dave helped me. Right there's the dent. But I'm telling you, that could be the ball. That could be the ball. You know, that's just the last thing. I can't handle it. Um, You know what almost was the ball for me? The bat houses. That almost did me in. When they said, okay, uh, Pastor Pittman, we don't, we don't know. And, and the guy called me and says, look, I think bat, if you could put up some bat houses, that might get you over the finish line. I said, are you serious? Yeah, I, I think it would really help. And so I said, okay, how many do we got to do? He said, ah, four maybe. I said, oh, what do they look like? How do, can I buy them online? I don't, I don't think so, but it's just four of them. And, and they only have to be up like 15, 20 feet. 15, 20 feet. You can't get a ladder like that. where do I put them up? I I don't know. Do I have to get permission from somebody? I don't know. I just think three or four You know, we've already spent 1.5 million. I've been there doing it for five years. And the last thing is now you got to put up four bad houses. I wanted to go strangle somebody at the county. It's just one last event. So we're still working on the pricing and, and, uh, uh, the Miller brothers called me and said, Okay, Pastor, what do you want to do? He said, well, We can't start until we get this pricing. I said, Well, can you put in the silt fence? Because, see, once we get those trees down, they ain't coming back and they're going to leave us alone. And so I said, Look, Can you get the silt fence around it? He said, Well, yeah, it's a separate contract. Do you have somebody? Is, is the same contractor that's grading it all doing the silt fence? No. Is the same one taking down the trees? No. I said, Well, let me just pay them and get it done. He said, Oh, okay. So, that's what they're going to do. Whether we get the pricing down or not, there's going to be no trees out there, okay? Then I know that they can't change their minds, all right? They've changed their minds on the lights, on the bats, on, on the wording, and all those have cost us a year, uh, 15, 18 months, and so just get it done. That has been something that I'm just not used to. Somebody just constantly working against you. That was David. David. Saul hunted him. And the Bible says he hunted him like a dog. And so we don't necessarily have that. But if you've been overwhelmed, it's many times because of an event that's upcoming. You're preparing for it. Um, It's not only that. It can be we become too busy. Now, this is the worst one. This is the normal one for here in northern Virginia. We get one too many balls. And something hits the floor, and then we're upset, and we can't seem to keep up with things. And so it, it causes us to go into that attitude, uh, uh, maybe a little isolation. Don't bother me. Uh, let me sit and think. Uh, it causes us to have the attitude. It causes us to feel overwhelmed. It causes us to, to be alone, want to get back and just, just leave me alone. And, and, and then we feel despair. Lord, why don't you fail me? Do you not care? But then a health problem can do it. When you get a health issue, it can just put you over the edge. I I think of today of Brother Nick. You know, you got stage four cancer and and he can't take chemo this week because his white blood cell count's too low. That could cause us to be overwhelmed. A health issue. I, I have... 23, 22 people on my prayer list that have had cancer that I know they don't want it again, people in our church, a few people outside. And I know they feel if they hear those words again, it's back. Shh. Overwhelmed. Uh, your kidneys are failing. Shh. You're going to need a knee replacement. A Health issue. It can overwhelm us. It's not just I need one. It's I gotta get the right doctor. It's I gotta I gotta make sure my health insurance covers it. I gotta then I gotta go through it, and then I got the rehab. It's like it's an inconvenience. It's that next ball. How many of you know what I'm talking about? It can be a health issue like that. It can be finances, it can be that you just seem to have, how many of you remember a time in your life when it just seemed like the, everything went wrong financially? You know what I'm talking about? I mean, you're, you're trying to get through and then it comes up. And so what happens is, uh, one more bell just puts you in the point and that I'll never get out of this hole. You see no way out. Overwhelmed. It can happen to all of us. Now, it could be because we made a bad decision. My mother said to me one time, she said, you know, now she didn't get overwhelmed about it, but she just made the comment. She said, I used to work for Bell Telephone. She was one of those uh, uh, operators that, you know, hello, and you pushed, you, know, you pushed and pulled and put all those little things in 60 years ago. And uh, uh, she said, they asked me if I wanted to invest my retirement in that company, and I said, ah, no, I don't want to do that. I don't know how long they're going to be here she said as 30, 40 years later she said to me if I'd have done that I'd have had millions anybody here made a bad decision a decision you wish you could have back and you grieve over it it's something that just you just can't get away it's just a bad decision and you just get frustrated with it and it just overwhelms you well one more. Any fear can cause you to be overwhelmed. Something you're afraid of. It may not be something that's happened. It may be something you're fearing is going to happen. What if this? What if that? How many of you are good at that what if game? You think about it and you just, you don't raise your hand, but you know, what if this or what if that or whatever? You know, you, you, you've got all these what ifs and you're just not, you build up a straw man And 95% of the time it doesn't happen, but you're going to be ready for that 5%. But you're overwhelmed much of the time. You have to be careful. Now, let me give you what we're to do. Watch this. Look in verse number uh, 2. He says, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Uh, I I want you to take your Bible if you would and turn. Uh, to Psalm 143, 6. Psalm 143, 6. I want you to notice this. Great encouragement. Psalm 143, look at verse 4. Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed within me. So here's the psalmist, David. He said, Okay, I'm overwhelmed in spirit. Now watch what he does. He says, My heart within me is desolate. So he felt the lonely route. Then notice, number one, I remember the days of old. I remember what you did for me in the past. I remember the good things. I remember the times when you did these miracles. Why didn't the disciples, whenever the storm came up, remember previously when he had just raised somebody from the dead? Why didn't they remember he had just healed a blind man? Or he healed a leper. Why didn't they remember that? If they would have just remembered that and said, if he can do that, he can take care of this storm. But they didn't. Notice what he says. I will remember the days of old. You have to remember the things God has already done for you. If you go back and remember the answers to prayer. Notice, if you would. And he also says... Uh, Notice this, I will meditate on thy works. I muse on the work of thy hands. I'll sit down and just let my mind think about the power of God in the past. And then you begin to get settled in that the Lord can do this. I don't know how, but the Lord can do this. Now notice this in verse number 6. He says, then I will stretch forth mine hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth after thee as in the dry land. So here he says, I'll stretch my hands over to thee. I'm going to pray and talk with you. Notice, if you would, verse 7. Hear me speedily, O Lord. So it's like he's saying, look, I'm in trouble. I need you now. Sort of like the people in the boat, the disciples in the boat. And notice what he says. My spirit faileth me. Notice. Hide not thy face from me, lest I be like them that go down to the pit. So he's reminding the Lord the desperate situation that he's in. It's okay for us to do that. He wants us to come to him and say, Lord, I'm in trouble. I need you. He wants that. But you have to think about what He's already done for you and the miracles that He's done and sit there and think about what He's done for you and go through little times here and there, Uh, times whenever you had an illness and He took care of it, times when you had a financial problem, He took care of it, time when you had a personal relationship problem and He took care of it and then step back and say, Lord, I need you to do it again. I know you have done it. It increases our faith. But notice if you would, He says this, cause me to hear Thy loving kindness in the morning. Now, how's that the case? You read your Bible. You find a source of strength as you're reading in the mornings. Cause me to hear. When I get up in the morning and start to have my devotions, I'll sit there and say, Lord, uh, would you help me to, to, to listen to you this morning? Would you give me something through your word for today? Notice he says, cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning. For in thee do I trust. You and I have to learn to trust him. Cause me to know the way in where I should walk. We ask him for direction. Lord, how do I fix this financial issue? Give me direction. Lord, give me direction on this relationship issue. Lord, give me direction on the financial things. Notice what he says. For I lift up my soul unto thee. And verse number 10, teach me to do thy will. For thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. You sometimes have to sit down and remind yourself that God is good to us. He is a good God. He makes no mistakes. He allows things in our life to grow us and to mature us and to make us stronger, better servants. We shouldn't buck underneath the training and the teaching, but we do. Because it's difficult. It's hard. But learn to trust it. Now, uh, notice with me, if you would, I I do like uh, in in verse number eight, he says, uh, cause me to hear thy loving kindness. Those things are important for us. Uh, Take your Bible and turn me, if you would, uh, to um, uh, Psalm, uh, I want you to see to Psalm 61 back, if you would, Psalm 61, our, our original passage, and we're done. Notice, if you would, Psalm 61 Verse number 1, hear my cry, O God. We've already forgotten that. Attend unto my prayer. We've already forgotten that David is already, he knows what's happening. Now you go back and look what he's done. He said, Lord, hear my prayer. I'm crying unto you. Lord, I need you. Now look at Psalm 62, verse number 5. My soul, wait thou only upon God. Who likes waiting? My expectation is from him. Expect him to get you out of the doldrums. Verse 6, he only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. You learn to rest upon his promises, rest upon his word, that he is the rock of my life. Notice if you would in verse 8, trust in him at all times. The disciples didn't do that in the boat. They trusted after he fixed problems. The Lord wants us to trust him while we're in the problem. And that's hard to do. Ye people, pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. There's the secret. Early in the morning, ask the Lord to show you in his word. Cry out to him and trust him. Are you overwhelmed today? There's an answer. Go to the Word early in the morning. Pour out your heart. Know that He is good. Trust Him. Father, thank You today for Your great goodness to us. Lord, forgive us when we don't trust You, when we fear and worry and what if. And Lord, I just pray that You forgive us, all of us. Lord, help us to grow in You to the point where when something comes up, I know Him. Like Job. Lord, the great strength that he had. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. In your name we pray. Amen.